Welcome to Christian Concepts, a weekly show in which I hold thoughtful discussions about Christianity, its concepts, and misconceptions. I'm your host, Taj. Last night, my wife was listening to some inspirational channels on TikTok, and I recognized some of the famous voices. When I heard the trademark high-pitched lisp of Mike Tyson, I just knew it was him, and I paused what I was doing so I could hear what he was saying. I heard him telling a young man that he really needs to forgive his enemies, and every time that he doesn't, he actually lets the devil win. The young man started to dismiss the idea because the people have done him wrong, so why would he uh, be the one who is allowing the devil to win? Now, Iron Mike's response just blew my mind away, and I, I thought it was just amazing, considering the fact that he's not even a Christian. But Iron Mike said, if he does not forgive his enemies, he allows the devil to become his master because he is controlling his emotions and he has changed who he is. Now, let that sink in for a moment. If someone offends you and you do not forgive them, the enemy becomes your master. Mind blown. So that's what inspired today's episode of Why Do I Need to Forgive My Enemies? Okay, so we're going to take a look at this, see if it's biblical, and see if that is very sound advice, and it's something that we should cover on Christian Concepts. First of all, I'll give you a little background about Mike Tyson, right? For those of us who who uh, were young in the 80s and 90s, myself, I'm an 86 baby. So uh, Iron Mike Tyson, he became the youngest heavyweight champion in um, November of 1986. At that time, he was only 20 years old. As if his vicious punches weren't enough, he was just absolutely feared in the boxing world and just by people in general, right? He was just an absolute monster and a terror. Then on top of that, his out-of-the-ring personality, especially after his trainer died, just became a mess. He was uh, known for his drug use, his legal troubles, his violent behavior, and just the things he would say in interviews was just absolutely just crazy. At one point, he was probably one of the most hated men in America, especially as, as far as sports figures go. And he was like a feared villain in the boxing world. I mean, there are always guys in every sport, every arena that you just root against. But it's one thing to be absolutely hated and feared. Well, that was him. Iron Mike was the baddest man in the world back in like the early 90s and really up until about 2000 or so. Now, he was known for making something ridiculous like 500 plus million dollars through through his boxing career. And this is back, you know, the 80s and 90s when... Well, $500 million is still a lot of money now, but th- that was just just an absolutely crazy money um, even back then, right? And he was famously known for uh, his managers robbed him and uh, people scammed him and he basically lost it all, right? So through all of that, he was scammed. He was falsely accused of many things. Uh, don't get me wrong. He was no saint. He was doing all sorts of crazy stuff, but you know, people really took advantage of him, right? Especially for the fact that he was a fighter and not really a businessman and whatnot was savvy and all these different things. And he had a lot to be angry about. So it's actually just mind blowing that although he's not a Christian all these years after the fact that he would give such sound advice. And so we're going to really just take a look at that, see how it lines up with the Bible. And you know, what does uh, God expect of us as far as forgiving other people? Well, the first place we're going to take a look at is in Matthew 18, uh, verse 21 and 22. Peter comes to Jesus and asks, uh, Then came Peter to him and said, Lord, how oft shall my brother sin against me and I forgive him? Seven times? Jesus saith unto him, I say not unto thee until seven times, 
but until 70 times 7. So we're talking a whole bunch of times. As if seven times someone offends you and you keep forgiving them. That's just crazy. But 70 times seven. So we're talking 490 times. And of course, that is not really a hard set in stone number. Although, you know, to have somebody sin against you 490 times, I mean, really, the point that Jesus is trying to make is it doesn't matter what the number is because 490 times, just think about that. That is such a large number. I can't even imagine being, let's say, robbed, attacked, uh, lied against, and all these different things by one person 490 times. But anyways, Jesus is saying that Peter or all of us, the example is laid down, that we should forgive them. And that is a constant theme throughout the gospel, especially in Matthew right there. Earlier in Matthew 6, Jesus said, you know, really challenged the disciples to the fact that how can the Father in heaven forgive them if they cannot forgive their brothers, right? So that that challenge is really laid out of forgiveness. And the example is there. Um, ultimately, the, the main thing is we have to understand that as Christians, as believers, that we were forgiven by God. And when we look at Romans 5, verse 8 and 10. But God commendeth his love towards us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Verse 10 reads, For if when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of his son, much more being reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. And that's just just a mind-blowing verse right there. And really just brushes that that broad brush painting this huge picture of how deep forgiveness is and all throughout the bible i mean ultimately that is the main uh, message the main purpose of jesus coming to the earth is to redeem us to forgive us of our sins so that we could be uh, reconciled and and made uh, clean so that we could be presented to god because after the fall with adam and this world just went to shambles after sin came in of course there's death sickness suffering all those different things shortly after all of that there was murder and you know it was just just a terrible time all of because of sin well it's because god is able to forgive us while we can be reconciled to him and look forward to paradise right so this amazing challenge is laid out that While we were God's enemies, we were sinning against him. We were offending him over and over and over. And even though we will continue sinning until the day that we die, we, we, you know, we are just until we return to him and we in our glorified bodies and there's no more sin, there's no more death, there's no more suffering. There's always the opportunity for us to forgive God. However, he is long suffering with us and he always forgives us or he is willing to forgive us, I should say. Because ultimately, if we never go to him for forgiveness, how can we get forgiveness, right? So, you know, but over and over, that is a challenge, the example that is laid out. And that same burden is really put on us. Because again, as Matthew, or as, as it was said in Matthew, if God can forgive us of so much, we should be able to forgive others. Because, you know, God knows everything. Like, even though it might look good on the outside, he knows what our heart is, our intentions. He knows what we did when no one is looking and all these different things. Yet, he still loves us and he still forgives us. But of course, as human beings, we like to think of ourselves, right? A lot of the times that uh, we aren't uh, willing to forgive people, whether it is that we're judging the wrongs that they did, but really it comes down to the fact that we are thinking about ourselves. We're not looking at it as, okay, this person might have done it because of their childhood or whatever it might be. They, they don't know God. They, you know, just, uh, just a, a bunch of things that could have caused a person to offend you in one way or another. All we look on is the fact that we were offended, we were hurt, whether it be uh, someone stealing from us, lying from us, uh, killing a loved one, or whatever it is, trying to kill us. And we just look on that and we take it to heart because we think that we are somebody. 
And I remember when I was younger, I, I would really take things very personal when people did things to me because I'm thinking, wow, I am such a great guy to you. Why would you do this? Right. So a lot of the times that's why we are uh, it's, it's not easy for us to forgive people. It's because we put ourselves in an elevated position that we are first. We are the, the ones that we're constantly thinking of. We're thinking of ourselves. So when someone offends us, it is very hard to just open up and and allow that person back into, you know, uh, our, our circle or into uh, a positive light. And I'm not saying that you, you have to hang out with this person, go uh, to sporting games with them and, and just be best friends, chummy chummy with them, but allowing them to, you know, not occupy that space and where we see them as an enemy. It is very hard for all of us. It just really does not come natural. But, you know, we have to keep reminded for the uh, simple fact that, well, ultimately, the Bible does let us know that uh, God is the one who's in control. He either allows these things or he causes them to happen, right? Of course, God is not causing anyone to sin against us. But what I'm saying is he could prevent it from happening. But just as I've covered in previous episodes, uh, allowing us uh, the opportunity to choose him and choose what we do, he also grants that same uh, permission to people that have the option to offend against us. Just as we have the option to offend God, someone has that option to offend us. But ultimately, it is not our responsibility to take matters into our own hand and seek vengeance because absolutely, uh, not only in Deuteronomy, but Romans and throughout the Bible, the constant theme comes up that it is God's responsibility to seek vengeance. And he outright says, vengeance is mine, saith the Lord, right? You know, ultimately, we are not supposed to go out and take, uh, as they say, jungle justice, uh, you know, put it into our own hands and, and try to make, uh, things right. Ultimately, we, you know, we're supposed to forgive someone and, and, and pray for them and allow God to do what he does because he is the judge. And not just in Christianity, but a lot of uh, places, uh, we, we, we have a concept of it. you get what you put in. Well, in the Bible, it is the law of sowing and reaping which really comes from Galatians 6, verse 7. It comes through all out through, throughout the Bible, the Old Testament and the New Testament. But th- the main verse that uh, it really comes from is Galatians 6, verse 7. Be not deceived, God is not mocked. For whatsoever man soweth, that shall he also reap. So, you know, different cultures, they use different words like karma and all sorts of different things. But really, the Christian concept is the law of sowing and reaping. If someone spends their life doing all sorts of wrongs and they're getting ill-gotten gains, they're offending people and all these different things, eventually it will catch up to them. Now, that doesn't mean that, you know, you're supposed to pray that somebody uh, attacks them or whatever. But what it, what it means is if you burn all of your bridges, well, when you need to cross a bridge, there are no more bridges for you to go across for safety or for whatever it is. And it always catches up to you. That verse outright says, be not deceived. God is not mocked. So if you think that vengeance uh, is not his responsibility, if you think that this person is going to prosper forever and it will never catch up to them, you're simply just not believing what God says. And I know it. Trust me, it is a hard thing. And at times, you know, we have to swallow our pride. We have to, you know, really just pray for grace and all these different things to allow ourselves to even uh, forgive someone. But ultimately, you have to think how many times we offend God. And although as, as a Christian, I say, OK, I am done with sin. I put that away. The old man is dead. But ultimately, I know that I will still offend God one way or another. A lot of times I don't even know that I'm doing something that offends God. So just think of all the times that, you know, I have guilt and you know, all of us, we have guilt about the things that we know about, but what about the things that we don't even know we did were wrong? 
yet God is long suffering with us and forgives us. So over and over and over, there is that theme. And of course, you know, first of all, you know, ye without sin cast the first stone, right? That is one of the challenges that was uh, laid out also in the New Testament by Jesus. And it's to show us that, okay, you know, each of us, every single one of us does wrong. So when you have this bitterness and all this uh, animosity towards someone who has done something uh, against you, I don't think uh, we, it's easy for us to just lose sight of all of this, right? And, and, and direct such hate and venom towards the person who has offended us. But in conclusion, although Iron Mike is not a Christian, you know, by no means is he <laughs> going to be preaching up on the rostrum uh, this Sunday or anything. Well, I, I don't know that. Uh, God could be working on him right now. I don't know. But from what I understand, he is not a Christian. But the advice that he gave is very sound and it is biblical advice. I remember when I was younger, I was going through just a rough patch of my life after someone had caused a great offense to me. And, you know, uh, I, I remember this uh, particular uh, service that he was preaching. And funny enough, he wasn't, you know, it, was, it, was, it wasn't a one-on-one counseling session or anything, but I felt like he was speaking directly to me. And the quote that I'll never forget, he said, bitterness is like drinking poison and waiting for the other person to die. Let that soak in for a minute. Bitterness is like drinking poison and waiting for the other person to die. That is just deep and just some wise advice. And I took it to heart. I was like, wow, you know, that really, that, that, that's foolish, right? A lot of times these people uh, offend us or do these things to us and they brush it off. It's not a big deal to them. But if we hold on to that and we're still angry and, you know, we're just filled with hate every time we see that person, we're killing ourselves from the inside and they're going about their lives having a merry time and they're not even thinking about that. So it's literally like drinking poison and waiting for them to die. And that is just crazy. And it really helped me out. So hopefully, you know, putting all these things in perspective, uh, excuse me, putting all of these things into perspective Hearing, you know, that advice to that young man, these verses and, you know, my personal stories and encounters, if you're going through a patch in your life, maybe there is someone that uh, has offended you and you're having a hard time uh, forgiving them. I, I just pray that you just bring that to the Lord. And ultimately, we're supposed to cast our cares upon him. And he's the one who's going to carry us through those times. And no, none of us is perfect. You know, I can't say that no one offends me. I, I try to, you know, forgive everyone, but I am human and I know you're human as well. But, you know, if there's anything that I could do for you, just please reach out to me. You know, my contacts are in the socials as usual. But, you know, uh, just just let me know. What do you think about this? Do you have any uh, struggles with forgiveness or whatever it is? Just please reach out to me. And as usual, you know, thank you for spending this time listening to this podcast. And as usual, I look forward to the next episode. So until next time, later.